Welcome to Books and Beyond with your host, Alison. Join us for half an hour of information, entertainment, reading recommendations and beyond. Brought to you by Auckland Libraries. I know this girl and she works in a library, yeah. No my my kia Welcome to our Books and Beyond Literary Lounge. This is your host, Alison, and I'm joined in the lounge today by my colleague, Inika. Kia ora, Inika. Kia ora, Alison. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's good to be here. Nice and cosy. Oh, yeah, actually, it is. Today. Very good. Yeah. Hey, look, on today's lounge session, we're going to be talking again about what we're reading at the moment and then what's on our TBR lists. Cool. And maybe we might have time for something extra. We'll, we'll see how we go. All right, sounds good. Play it by ear. Look. Hey, so I thought I'd start today um, because this is one that we've both been reading oh. and it's a New Zealand novel called Nothing to See and it's by Pip Adam. Um, <sighs> it's the one that's newly published, pretty hot off the press really, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, June 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I like this quote about Pip Adam, the author, um, it was Carl Schuker, another author, who said, she's the woman who is making literature subversive fun again. <laughs> that, that was actually quite hard to say. But um, <laughs> I thought, wouldn't that be quite cool to put that on a baseball cap? Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's a good counterpoint. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, make something great. Make literature great again. But, yeah, make it subversive again. Um Wow, what a quirky and interesting book this one is. Yeah, it really was, isn't it? Yeah. So you, you're partway through, hey? I'm just partway. I'm about halfway through it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, to me it's almost like she's thrown away the rule, the rule book, the writing section. It's a really unique um, style of writing. Hey, I, I haven't read um, her first one, The New Animals. So I started reading it, but I um, I wasn't, I didn't really connect with the characters, but this one was a bit different for me. I really was grabbed right from the start. Yeah, yeah. I must admit I hadn't, haven't read the initial one either, mm. but I'm kind of quite keen to once I get through this one. But um, yeah, it's um, very unusual and it starts off in the 1990s and and follows two young women, mm. um, Peggy and Greta, uh, who are in recovery and they're, they're trying to get by and stay sober and, and go to AA meetings. And yeah, they're doing a pretty good job of it, aren't they? They're really committed. Yeah. And learning how to cook again and yeah, learning how to, there's funny parts about the cooking. There are. They're, they're really starting from scratch, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they've had a pretty rough um, ride coming into it and um, and been living living on the edge, really. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. You know, and at first I was sort of thinking um, how similar and perhaps codependent um, the two characters are. But then all of a sudden, am I allowed to give away anything at this stage or shall I just say all of a sudden... You see why? Yes. Perhaps well, I'll just say that, do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting, isn't it? Um, I think I think you could probably give away a little more. What do yeah. you think? So, yeah, all of a sudden they become one person or you realise they're one person. Yeah, it's right? kept a bit ambiguous, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, there's a, there's a sort of a, a switch in the book. And yeah. um, so they are, they're two people and then... They sort of seem to be two halves of the of, same of whole, whole, really, yes. um, supporting each other. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, you know, I don't know if that's a 
play on the whole thing about sobriety too and being in recovery. Ah, yeah, it could, could be too. Could be, Just yes. how much energy you have to put in and how much willpower you have to put in. Yeah. And how the struggle, although you get lots of help from others, actually the struggle is, is just yours, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and who are you, really? Yeah. And then, um, so it, then as time passes, we then move into the, the technological era mm. of, um, you know, our web-based um, surveillance and moderation and everything that we've got now and the sort of the new capitalism yeah. that we're experiencing. Um, and I'm sort of thinking she's um, asking um, whether our lives are, are just one big algorithm, really. Um, and while I'm saying that, something mm. weird just happened to my my um, laptop so but um, I was speaking of algorithms yeah so um, <laughs> I'm all good now oh, good but, I. <laughs> yeah. I think it was my magnetic personality oh, that, that just w- did that, that. I just a... somehow turned it off I think yeah. but um, yeah um, so it, but it's quite frightening um, in a lot of ways you know then I wonder if she's sort of asking us are we just is this just all a, a political experiment or yeah that, that really works on you can really read it in two or three different ways hey mm. the way she's written it she's left it quite ambiguous it's got yeah it has got this sort of a bit of a weird um sci-fi yeah bent to it doesn't it because peggy and greta go into coding, coding. <laughs> yes. yeah so they go in from the back end yes. so you kind of see all of those things from the back end and she's she's yes. actually really savvy just she's had a really weird start to her life, but actually yeah. she's extremely savvy, and she kind of is, is quite a good fit for her. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so it's almost like she's finding herself. But yes, and she's looking at everything through the back portal. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. It's you know I did find it um, quite avant garde in in some respects, and they I have heard people say that it's not for everyone. It's not the sort of book you might want to take to a. a beach if you ever got to a, a beach or an airport read yeah it's surprising but, it's a really surprising book isn't it because yeah. you know the writing's really quite plain at the beginning mm. and um and it's quite it appears sort of deceptively simple yes but then as the book goes on it gets increasingly more complex and um yeah there's there's these sort of interesting interplays between the different characters and in, yeah, definitely, and with technology as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh no, she's she's great, and it's just so different. That's what I really love about it. Yeah, very quirky. Yeah, I really yeah, liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm looking forward to to finishing it. So um, cool. Oh, well, I yes. look forward to talking with you well, more because I don't want to talk about it too much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me any more about what's going to happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Hey, what are you reading at the moment? Well, um, I've just finished a book called um, Days of Distraction by Alexandra Chang. Um, This is a debut novel. Um, Alexandra Chang is an American author. Um, She's actually Chinese-American, and um, this book is, it's sort of auto-fiction, you know, this sort of style of fictionalized autobiography. Oh, yes. Yeah, which is really, really hot right now. Certainly in the last five years, it's become really, really big. Um, So this story is... Um, the main character is called Alexandra, the same as the author. And it's the story of a young Chinese-American woman who's in her mid-twenties. And it's kind of set in the early 2000s. And she's working in um, uh, San Fran in Silicon Valley as a tech writer. 
and um, when the book starts, she's she's really considering chucking in her job, and she's deciding whether she's going to move to upstate New York um, with her partner, um, so that he can go to grad school and kind of get his career rolling. Um, yeah, it's a it's really interesting um, intersection of a lot of different things in this book. Um, she is looking. She uses the character and her experiences to look really deeply into how um, gender and race and culture kind of play out in mm-hmm. her own life and also as things are happening around her. Um, so just to give you a bit of context, her partner is this is a, a white American guy. He's a really nice guy, but he's got a few um, blind spots around his privilege oh, and wow. um, she gets pretty irked by um the way that he kind of moves through life quite smoothly mm. and doesn't seem to notice the the things that um, sort of microaggressions that are happening in her life, right? Um, and she's quite um, she's quite aware of these because she's working in like this really white male dominated um, industry, you know, the tech tech industry. Yeah. So she kind of gets um, shunted to the side quite a lot in her work um, and is getting increasingly PO'd about that. Um, and then on the other side, she's got her Chinese parents um, who've got a lot of expectations around um, where her career should be going. And she's kind of struggling with, yeah, their expectations of her and her own expectations of where her career should mm-hmm. be as well. Yeah, it's got a bit of a fragmented structure. And um, the way it rolls, it's sort of broken into four sections. So we have her in San Fran. Then she decides that, she, yes, she is going to chuck the job and she goes on the road then she's there's a part when she's settled with her partner and then there's another part uh, part when she goes back to china mm. um, to visit her father yeah so when you say fragmented is that like a criticism or would you say that no it well, feels fragmented or is it like a deliberate it's deliberate oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah so for me it was okay i i I don't mind that at all. I quite like it. It mm. did feel like it was little sort of snippets throughout. Mm. The interesting thing is along with the story um, as, it, as it rolls, you're getting these little snippets of, um, of sort of primary source documents and articles. Oh. Um, some of them are historical and some of them are kind of contemporary statistics. And they're all about the experiences of China, uh, Chinese people in the US, mm. so both historically and coming back into today, and particularly of Chinese women. So she uses those um, throughout the book to kind of, um, as she's reflecting on her own experiences, she's looking at that in the wider context, oh, really. right. Oh, um, that sounds great. It sounds yeah. so she's researched it really well, too. She has, and she kind of integrates those little uh, snippets in quite nicely because the jobs that she holds throughout the book, and she changes jobs a few times in the book, um, Lots of, uh, all her work is really related to collating information and evaluating it. So she oh. kind of is dropping these snippets in and it sort of ties in with the plot. So, yeah. I mean, your mileage may vary on this as to whether you're into it, but um, I thought she did a really good job of, of putting those in, in a way that made sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it sounds really interesting. I think I'll, I'll definitely look for that. Um, and because, um, you know, we were saying earlier that um, the Chinese Americans are experiencing quite a hard time at the moment aren't they yes they sort of being um, scapegoated perhaps to put it that way for, that's right for things 
events beyond their control. Completely. And And I'm sorry to say that I've heard, you know, reports of that happening here in New Zealand as well. So COVID-related, you know, sort of hate speech and... um, even yeah. physical attacks. So that's an awful thing. And yeah, interestingly in the book, she's, you know, she uses um, examples of different microaggressions and situations and she said they're all true to her own life. Mm, mm. So she's fictionalised them in the book, but they're actually more or less straight from her own experience. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's awful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, but we have to be aware that, it, that it's happening here too. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to say yeah, yeah. I wish we didn't mm. but that's mm. that's yeah but it's really important we we make sure we're aware of it yeah absolutely, absolutely. so we can spot it when it happens mm. Mm. yeah and then the other book i'm reading so that one was about a sort of a millennial um young millennial trying to find her way um and then the next one really moves from the golden youth into the golden years oh yeah yeah <laughs> so the next book i read um quite recently was called The Weekend by Charlotte Wood. Oh, this is is this the Australian one? Yes, oh, Australian cool. author. This one came out I think end of last year. And um Charlotte Wood um is a really amazing writer. Um she she writes women's stories really, really well. Um this one particularly is um is following three old friends. Um they're in their seventies and it's set in a little beach town outside of Sydney. And the three friends are meeting up um, over a weekend and they're clearing out the holiday house that belonged to their fourth friend, Sylvie, who has died in the previous year. Oh, right. um, So the three have come together. They've got a really long-standing friendship and all that entails. So they kind of know each other inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's that kind of familiarity. They love each other deeply and they're very loyal to each other, but they also, it's kind of read a little bit of resentment and a few issues and a few kind of like getting sick of those little quirks that we you know used to love about our friends Mm. yeah so there's a lot of that coming in and that's kind of exacerbated by the grieving process yeah so uh, it turns out that sylvie's really been like the fourth stabilizing leg in their group dynamic and um, because they've all got a lot going on in their life when when she's out of the equation, suddenly it all starts falling apart. Oh, right. Yeah, so she was almost like the glue, I guess, that... Absolutely. ...kept them together. Yeah, yeah, and because she's no longer there, she's kind of, in a sort of, in a way, canonised for oh, much of the book. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that it? Those interesting dynamics that happen in groups... Absolutely, yeah. especially since they've known each other since they were, I think, in the early 20s or late teens. Oh, so this yeah. is a really long, long-standing friendship with all the ups and downs that they've all gone through, both together and as part of the relationships with others and career and stuff like that. Um, yeah, um, as I said, Charlotte really writes women so well. Um, her previous novel, The Natural Way of Things, was from 2015, and that also had this very intense focus on female relationships. But that was more around a sort of a kind of a Handmaid's Tale-esque um, dystopian oh, kind of right. them versus us, which then flips to versus them again. And so that was quite a different kettle of fish, and it was quite um, it was maybe a m- bit more difficult to read than this. This mm. is really really readable, um, but both books are really honest and raw about um, those sort of complexities of women's relationships with each other and also mm. how they view themselves because um, oh. sometimes we can be our own harshest critics. Yes. And also sometimes we have blind spots about, you know, mm. our place in the world. Yeah. That kind of makes me sad in a way to think that women in their 70s are still working on their relationships with themselves. 
Yeah, being their own harshest critics. Because you sort of think of it as, well, you know that younger women particularly and and then middle-aged women Mm. and stuff find that all of that hard, don't they? And then it's sad to think that even towards the end of our lives we're... Well, Still probably saying, oh, my thighs too. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, this is right. And yeah. in the, this one, um, you know, certain things they feel quite solid about themselves. But then I think when they get into this situation over this weekend, suddenly what they know about themselves gets shaken because um, suddenly the kind of the gloves are off a little bit mm. because they're all hurting and... and or there's a few outbursts and some kind of hard truths come out from between them and maybe some secrets come out that really should be le- best left. Oh, yeah. Yes. But, oh, yeah. it's really good. It's really yes. intriguing. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this book. Um, it's quite popular at the moment, but definitely worth getting in the queue from. Mm, for I and I put my name down for it. Yeah, yeah. and if you like, um, if you're interested in this one, then you can go back and have a look at her back catalogue. Um, she's got short stories and other novels as well as um, the one I mentioned before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I'm definitely, I think I might have a look for that. I'll put my name down. Awesome. Well, um, one that I'm reading, and it's sort of from the sublime to the sublime, because um, <laughs> something completely different, but it's a New Zealand book, um, and it's um, a memoir, um, mm. and it's um, by Dr. Paul Wood, published last year, and it's called How to Escape from Prison. All right. But... Um, Actually, I'm thinking there's some similarities, actually. Okay, (laughs) yeah. The more I think about it. But this is, um, gee, I'm enjoying this. Um, It's a fascinating memoir about his, Paul Wood's life that started off disastrously for him. Um, He ended up going to prison for manslaughter when he was only 18 years old. Oh, wow. And um, but he's managed to turn his life around in prison, and um, and now he's able to offer really good advice for others who are either imprisoned, you know, in yeah. the um, literal sense of the world word, um, or imprisoned in in their own in our own minds, you know, with anxiety, depression, sure. or destructive behaviours. So any sort of an imprisonment. So he's saying how to escape from it, mm. but. Um, I think um, his own story about getting um, imprisoned for manslaughter, I think it really shows us how fragile our lives are um, because he was a kid whose parents basically were distracted by a terminal illness because oh. um, his mum was very ill and so when he was an early teenager he knew that his mum was going to die. Oh, gosh. It's... And so he ended up, he dropped out of high school, he got in with the wrong crowd, as they, yeah. they say, and he got into drugs um, and everything that went along with that. Mm-hmm. So his coping yeah. mechanism. Yeah, yeah. probably because of grief, I guess. Yeah. And next minute, as they say, someone someone's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it kind of showed, well, it showed me that this sort of thing could happen to any of us or, or any one of our children. Um, yeah, it doesn't that, take much to shake the tree, does it? Yeah, that's mm. right. It, to me, it's sort of all it takes is one bad decision mm. and you've got a tragedy. Or mm. else, um, and then I thought the corollary of that is kind of like all it takes is one tragedy for us to start making bad decisions. Sure. That, you know, you could end up in prison mm. or, you know, you end up with something terrible happening and um but it's a really remarkable 
story of his, of his resilience and his courage um, and, you know, hitting rock bottom and then sort of climbing back out into some sort of functional state. Yeah. Um, um, how long does it take him? Because he's in, did you say he was in jail for 10 years? Yeah, 10 or 11 years, I think. Mm. So it takes most of that time. Um, and he, what I think helps him turn around is that he decided to finish high school once mm-hmm. he was in prison and he, he enjoys studying. And so uh-huh. he gets his bachelor's and a master's and he gets his a PhD oh, while wow. he's in prison. So, you know, they say um, education is often the best revenge. Yeah. And I think... I like he, that. Yeah. He proves that or, you know, it works for him. Do they have um, a prison library? And does he mention that? Yeah. I'm I, wondering how yes, he... Yes. Yeah. Um, what sort of support he had in there. Yeah. Do you know, I don't think he does mention much about that. But t- t- um, t- he must have had... <laughs> yeah, he must have had... <laughs> Pretty good support, though, yeah. you think, wouldn't you? To be able to get to that stage. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because particularly at PhD level, it's it amazing, takes it, it out of you, doesn't it? But, mm. yeah, what a survivor. Um, and it's a really inspiring read, and I'd recommend it to anyone, really, anyone who needs to find some courage. Mm. Um, and I think we all need a bit of courage, and especially in the, the world as it is at the moment. Mm, um, that sounds amazing. So it's one of those sort of survive, not just surviving, but thriving yeah. book. But I'd recommend it um, to, if anyone's got a reluctant reader in the family, say a teenage, I'm thinking teenage boys. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a good one to... You to know, bring out? Yeah, to bring out. And yeah. it might just get them thinking and you know he sounds like he would be a good motivational speaker is is he into that as well yes i think yeah, so or getting into education and sort of yeah because his degree's in psychology so mm-hmm. i think he's i think he's really giving back to the community now too and so mm. he'd probably make a, a great as you say a motivational speaker or yeah counselor or he sounds like it would be really fascinating. Yeah, I couldn't just see the TED Talk right now, actually. Yes, <laughs> tr- true. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's a, a really, really good one. That I, sounds really good. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommended. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah. Hey, so what's on your TBR list? I, you were saying early, I think you told me yesterday that your piano's nearly oh, collapsing under the weight. Absolutely. The bookshelf. Stacked. It's <laughs> so stacked. Um, today, I'll, I'll tell you what, what I'm looking at this time because um, it's something that's a bit different from what I usually read. Um, one book that has been sitting there and I've renewed it, renewed it once, so I really need to get onto it now, mm. um, is Disappearing Earth by Julia Phillips. Um, it's another debut novel, and Julia Phillips is an American author. Um, she was a Fulbright scholar, and she went and spent a year in a place called um, Kamchatka, oh, which is um, a peninsula in the far northeast of Russia. And um, oh. she went there to um, do research for this particular book, Disappearing Earth. Um, now, this is a thriller, and I don't really read much thrillers mm. and suspense. I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to that sort of stuff. But I've decided, you know, I've really got to start jumping outside my book bubble a bit more and shaking it up. So, um, And because this was set in contemporary Russia, and it's, it's, not, um, it's not a setting that I've read much about. So, yeah, I decided let's get into it. Yeah. So the story of this one is... Um, it's these two young sisters, um, eight and eleven, and they go missing in their small town. And months later, the police still have got no leads about what's happened. 
Um, and this creates this, this real tension in the community. And the way... Um, uh, Julia Phillips deals with it as she uses that as a jumping off point to show how the lives and the kind of human rights of the other girls and women in the community become affected and restricted oh. by um, the fear and tension that's mm. that's going around in that community because the crime remains unsolved. So it's sort of looking at, um, yeah, structures that, that um, pull, pull women down Gosh. through no fault of their own, yeah. really. I was just sort of thinking, you can't win, can you? So, no, that's yeah. right. So it's, you know, it's the things about not going out alone, coming straight home after school. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's some jealousy stuff that comes in, and it's all based around fear and, and control, really. Mm. And there's also a bit of tension and prejudice in the book, um, yeah, around different ethnic groups in the area. Oh, so right. apparently it's got a really blinder of an ending. So, oh. yeah, it sounds like a good one to look into. That does sound good, because thrillers tend to be my cup of tea oh um, this might so be good for you yeah, then yeah yeah and i'm thinking that's that part of the world um i think we if you look out your back door you can see alaska or something yes or it was the yeah. politician in alaska that said when i look outside my back door i can see russia <laughs> yeah. i think <laughs> i think it, it is yeah yeah it sounds very it's remote yeah 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 so oh that that sounds really good cool. well now speaking of power and control actually oh, um yeah. my, there's one that's on my TBR. I just checked it out of the library yesterday because mm-hmm. um, there's a bit of a, a queue of people waiting for it. It's an American one called My Dark Vanessa by oh. Kate Elizabeth Russell. Yes, I've heard about that. Yeah, oh man. I think I'm going to have to psych myself into reading it a bit mm-hmm. because um, I get the feeling it's going to be quite a disturbing read. Mm-hmm. And yet it's one of those ones, it's an important one that I feel we should read it sure um so <clears throat> we're kind of talking about the me too movement in this i, mm-hmm. I guess broadly speaking but it's about a um a 15 year old high school student who's groomed mm-hmm. by her 44 year old teacher who manipulates her into a relationship Ooh, basically sort of lolita yes yeah. it is i i think mm. i find that so troubling all of that mm subject um so and the the stories written from the point of view of the student um years later when she's a woman in her 30s okay and she's kind of looking back um at because she thought she was in love and everything and what they had was special uh. at the time but she's realizing i, well, I think she's going to realize that she was really deceived and sort of i guess I was going to say backlit. <laughs> My backlighting. Um, gas, gas lit. Gas lit, right. Um, and brain, brainwashed. Um, and that the, the teacher was actually a predator. Um, oh, so I wonder if this is going to go into a revenge story then. Well, I, I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to see if I can start it today, actually. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's... Um, might need a cup of tea and a lie down afterwards. But do you know it's an important topic i think we need to be yeah aware you know and it's i think so it's all around us well that's right you know workplaces yes anywhere where power isn't is an issue right yeah Mm. but you know what i really love is that there's so many millennial writers now who are writing such good material and really um trying to think of the word but really yeah the sort of exposing and yeah, yeah the realities of what 
what we what people are experiencing. Absolutely. Yeah, and yes. TV's doing a good job of that too. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's yeah. some good good material. Mm. Isn't there? Yeah. Oh good. So um did you have a hot tip? Yeah, I was just thinking I did. <laughs> and it was basically to keep an eye out on our on the nonfiction section when mm. we're in your library. Um and on our website as well. There's so much memoir that's that's out there and really interesting stuff. Mm. Um, and because and there's we've got good book lists on the website as well under the the new and recommended area. Yeah, jump into the staff picks. You'll find a whole um, lot of different book lists um, around biography and memoir. Something for everyone, really. Yeah, yeah. those book lists are good, aren't they? Yeah. And they're really up to date. Yeah, and they're good. And we're refreshing them all the time, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. And we um, keep up to date with what's happening in the world, too. So, mm. yeah, so lots to think about there. Cool. But um, just a reminder to our listeners that the books we've mentioned on today's show are going to be listed on our uh, blog, the Books and Beyond blog, and this sits on our website at Auckland Libraries. And all of this can be accessed via the Planet FM website. And um, both addresses are going to be coming up soon as part of our closing music. So until next time, happy reading and haere rā, kakite anō. Libraries. Find us online at aucklandlibraries.govt.nz and catch the program next Sunday at 9.35pm on 104.6 FM or anytime online at planetaudio.org.nz slash books and beyond. Every day, every day, every day, every day.